0: Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like. Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks! have well, scored. And that is why we love it. <laughs> Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's
1: time to turn the volume down.
0: Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count. And Mamadou Saki having an, an absolute howler, that doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. <laughs> he's a fraud. Zidane's oh, a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics, that's what I like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport
1: masquerading as a team game.
0: Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beat in the year.
1: BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. Yuck.
0: <laughs> it just doesn't get any better. Hello, does. hello and welcome to the Under Floodlights. And I've not actually prepared anything this week because I spent last night watching Americans run into each other for fun. Chris, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm good. Um, I feel like
1: there's some things I want to say about the Super Bowl. Um, oh, I've, seen, off. I've seen no footage of it whatsoever. Oh, but I was. Out. <laughs> but I was struck by the fact that it featured and spoiler alert was won by the LA Rams. Yep, because I am a big all or nothing fan, but I have to say in the American football one, I'm slightly behind. Um, <laughs> basically I, I was I was I was really happy for the guy from the Arizona Cardinals, which I think was the 2015 season, maybe? who won the Super Bowl last year, as far as I understand, during COVID. Um, uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like with Tom Brady and that. Um, and then I'm now into the LA Rams, who, as far as I can see, are an absolute basket case of a franchise. So to see that they're now winning the Super Bowl is quite remarkable.
0: Well, if you look at the past two years, the teams that have won the Super Bowl uh, last year, the Buccaneers, as you said, run by the Glazers, and this well, year the, the Rams run by Cronky and co. So I think let's go, let's get the Super League proposal back up and running. <laughs> those, boy, those boys are clearly earning it, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, because it was like, because that stadium they were chatting about is like the stadium that was being talked about in the all or nothing
0: thing. Yeah, at the all or nothing stage, it was basically like, you know, it was just a lump of dirt. And now it's like this mega complex looks absolutely insane. And, I, and they were like, the move from like,
1: how do you move a team from, was it St. Louis or something? Yeah. To Los Angeles. I, 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 I don't really. And then they, they've got the same fans. It's a whole, yeah. I mean, yeah, screw the Super League.
0: <laughs> That's um, what could have happened, Chris, if there was a yeah, Super League. Yeah. You know, U, UV playing out of Manchester, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, let's Which, get into the, the yeah. meat and drink of the podcast, Chris, because you've had a week. I've... <laughs> You've got away with one because we recorded this last Monday night, and I believe three hours after we recorded this, footage emerged of West Ham centre back Kurt Zuma giving his pet cat a boot and a slap, filmed by his younger brother for a Snapchat video. Yes. You heard
1: comment? Yes. Um. oh Yeah. There's a. Yeah.
0: Um... I've got to say, Chris, like the West Ham reaction to this. Like, who's running this football club? Who's in the PR team? Who's in marketing? David Moyes, another one, needs to look at themselves. I thought the reaction was shocking. Well, this was well, so yeah. easy to get right.
1: Well, yes. I mean, I, I assume this situation probably stems from the fact that there's not like a, I don't know, like, not a clear kind of hierarchy of comms or PR when things like this. I mean... I I think there was maybe a slight separation between David Moyes picking the team and what the owners slash people of the club wanted to do because I assume they probably didn't align. I don't know.
0: Yeah. The the line that came out of Moyes where he was just like, yeah, he's going to play. He's one of our better players. It's like, David, there's more important things than trying to beat Watford going yeah. on right now. You know, it's Watford at the end of the day. You don't <laughs> need Kurt out there. It is Watford, but
1: uh, and you can tell right after he said that in the or whatever he said something along those lines in the interview afterwards. You could there was a slight hesitation where you could tell where he was like,
0: "Oh, I regret that." It was the fact that later on in like a similar interview, he just started it off with, "I'm an animal lover." It's <laughs> like fantastic, David. If you are one, like spend the guy a bit.
1: Yeah, um,
0: yeah. It, it's it's just, it's
1: more as well, like, you know, it, it, and things like this do kind of impact whole seasons and stuff. Like, like this came totally out of absolutely nowhere um, on Monday, Sunday, whatever so just, it was.
0: Just a random Monday night. Um, but, and then West Ham, honestly, play on the Tuesday, so there wasn't even really time to digest it before West Ham played. And I think yeah. everyone kind of just went, I assume I won't play tonight. And then twitter burnt down yeah i was very surprised that he played, the starting yeah. lineup put out yeah i, I mean even
1: aside that, like whether he should or shouldn't be allowed to it's more the fact like 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 for him to like how you actually feel playing you know Did if, just if just
0: you take don't. him out of the fire
1: <laughs> which obviously is what happened um at the warm-up at the king power yesterday
0: um oh and that, that was another nonsense yesterday <laughs>
1: yeah um i mean apparently he had a stomach bone he didn't sleep but i would say that that's probably linked to the week he's
0: had (laughs) but even even at that it's like he was still supposed to play yeah we'll get on the game in a second i think the reaction to it was all over the place as far as about west ham's reaction i thought moise's reaction stunk i found it quite funny whenever the sponsors reactions came out uh, yes
1: visit kiss me that was the biggest one
0: for me yeah whenever they said they were pulling out uh, if you don't know, visit Kissimmee Promote Sea World. <laughs> and I pulled out of West Ham because of animal cruelty. <laughs> uh
1: yeah, that I, I don't do like do people pick up on that? Because it seems to be that like only we kind of noticed that.
0: Like, I really hope that like I people need to put two and two together. Like, like <laughs> it's not difficult at I, all.
1: I, I don't know why that kind of was glossed over,
0: you know? <laughs> like the entire thing and then even like Ali Daz dropped Zuma. Like I think if you go back far enough in right. Ali Daz's history, yeah. But I'm not speaking about that. Oh, interesting. Okay, <laughs> I, 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 think it's also I don't even a... know where you're going with that, but fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> I think if, I think if you go deep enough, Chris. Uh, but <laughs> I thought it was also a tumultuous week. I thought whenever any player that plays for your football club, it comes up that they are doing a 41 questions YouTube video with Gary <laughs> Neville. It's not ideal. We've obviously seen it with Harry Kane walking around a golf course. Uh Yes, I was, after what had happened with Harry Kane doing
1: the overlap with Gary Neville in the summer, was quite concerned with what Declan was going to say uh, when he started playing snooker with him.
0: Yeah, I think anytime anyone's on the if you go on Neville's show, sure you're just looking at a job. I think <laughs> if you look at who's been on it, you honestly look at Harry Kane, Roy Keane went on it, kind of putting himself back out for managerial roles. Lampard's been on it. Doing exactly the same, yeah. and Rice is now on it. An alarm bells do ring. I actually saw Kragan in interview. No, Craig like comes across so well. To, to be fair, uh, I think Gary Depp was probably right when he says
1: he's like probably the best kind of media engagement person he's like as a, he's 23 he's ever heard you know that age
0: yeah I think the only kind of soundbite you could have taken out of it was whenever Neville asked him what his ambitions were and he's kind of come across saying you know I want to win it all while win Premier League yeah. ins Leagues international levels but that was the only kind of soundbite you could take out of it to be like is he looking to move other than that he, he nailed it and like it is understated like the skill of that because i i
1: know how difficult that is to actually do <laughs> yeah. to come across that you love west ham while also being like well you know i do also kind of want to win everything um what was also interesting that he mentioned that he almost got released by west ham as well
0: found that very interesting yeah the guy he, so obviously, got released from Chelsea, but to be at the stage, he said he was released, and then was like straight away training with like Fulham and West Ham. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. be at West Ham, and then almost be released. Like fair play to the guy. Yeah, it does just show you like you do just need that like a bit of luck. Yeah, even to get to the top level, you do just need some things to go your way. You know, some guys made a decision one day. Yes, get a spreadsheet and gone. I oh, will keep him. Yeah. No, I, no, totally. I um, was also, also interested to find out, like, he's, he's represented by his dad, which I think anytime I hear, like, a footballer is represented by their family, I always <laughs> laugh because I the first thing that comes to mind is Harry Kane's brother. Oh, right, yeah. You know, that photo of him, like, sat at, at a desk, like, having his own office space. And it's like, you only mm. client's your brother, you moron.
1: Yeah, the, I actually think the worst example is I don't know if you remember Billy when Marco Andonovitch was leaving West Ham for China at like the peak of his career, <laughs> and his brother and and that's not, and then tried to bring him back a year later, um, because <laughs> uh, like solely through his brother who was like the worst negotiator of all time.
0: <laughs> I love. It. Honestly, see football being represented by families. It's hilarious. The ones the ones that take it seriously. Yeah, and like get on, like, wearing suits and all. Rice's family seemed to be pretty sensible from what I heard. He was like, yeah, bad around his own business and everything and gets the right advice around them, Stuff when needed, which I thought, all very sensible. I, I, I enjoyed his bait at young players as well, asking for lot, lots of money. It was interesting. Yeah, I was surprised by that as well.
1: Because I was like, well, I mean, obviously, I'm sure some of the play youth players at West Ham will be listening to
0: that. <laughs> well, who was it the other... What was the guy who cleared off the West Brom? For, from... From the Hammers, remember the young guy. Oh, uh, Dean Gana. Yeah, Dean Gana. I think I was like straight up shot at him. Oh,
1: okay. So just in terms
0: of like the way he was talking about contracts and stuff, and how he is affecting these guys, I did. He's a very switched on guy. Yeah, get him to get him to the bridge. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was coming. Yeah, but anyway, uh, in the mad week of West Ham, uh, two football games broke out, but we'll focus on one: West Ham against Leicester. Oh, yeah. Um, this is this is really annoying.
1: I, I think this weekend has concluded that fourth is between Arsenal and West Ham. Uh, would you agree with that, Billy?
0: Mm. Well, Arsenal had the best weekend possible because they didn't play. <laughs> they were welcome, yeah. by the way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think w- Wolves are sneakily in the mix. No, I later. Yes,
1: well, w- yeah, but uh, basically, there was a spell of about. 15-20 minutes in this game when Leicester played the worst football I've seen in the Premier League this season.
0: Well yeah, because you text bravely 15 minutes in the game <laughs> to let me know that Leicester are garbage. Like, towards the end when
1: they were winning 2-1, um, uh, Brendan brought on Yannick Vestergaard, who I've never actually understood why he doesn't play since Yannick Vestergaard got to the Euro s- semi-final with Denmark and he's massive. Uh, but he may have ended his Leicester career with the defending for Craig Dawson's Kind of shoulder handball goal.
0: Hmm, well, we'll go one by one through the goals. So you have the Bowen one initially. Lovely goal. Uh, what's Bowen at the moment? Like, can he calm down and stop being good? Listen, like, there, there's no, there's no World Cup or England team to qualify for in the summer. <laughs> Save this form.
1: Uh, my issue as well is, but I don't know whether you picked up on this, is that the West Ham fans have. Adopted the Will Griggs on Fire song for Jared Bowen, which I think in the lines also includes something to do with Danny Dyer. Yeah.
0: And I, I saw Danny Dyer actually singing it. Oh, right. <laughs> which I thought was a bit weird. I'm like, Danny, that's about your daughter, mate. Oh, oh, oh that Danny Dyer was it? Right, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. D-A-N. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, not the one that's in Enders. <laughs> but then, yeah, uh, West Ham giveaway pretty stonewall penalty I thought especially after watching the World Cup final on Saturday night I thought that was a stonewaller <laughs>
1: yeah 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 it was
0: Yeah, uh, Ricardo Prayer back on the score sheet nice I, Ricardo Prayer, Anytime I see Ricardo Pereira on a football pitch it's just nice it used to be like it used to be fantasy gold you know? yeah and then just you want to take him but the issue is you just know he's going to do an ACL <laughs> like it's horrendous yeah. but fair play to the guy for you know constantly coming back Cause he's a top right back as you say like stats wise and fantasy yeah. football phenomenal so and that's a guy who like if he wasn't so injury prone should get his move but you're not really going to do that first well I, th- well, I think he like I think he went
1: from like a better team to Leicester was like, you know, or that kind of thing he was like from Porto or whatever um, yeah, so he probably could play at a higher level. The top team that is Porto, love it. Right. Uh, <laughs> <Wait, laughs> well, what what one team's in the Europa Conference, and one isn't. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm
0: saying I love Porto. Oh,
1: oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we've already said like the Portuguese league's top five league. If he if he wants to be serious <laughs> about his football, he either stays in England, goes to Portugal, or goes to Japan. Absolutely. <laughs> and then yeah, the controversial goal, Chris, that was Dawson in the 91st minute. High. Look,
1: look, if I, if I was not, if I was a Leicester fan, I, I probably would have been annoyed. But the issue is <laughs> a match of the day two, they got up this graphic, right? A genus was livid about this. They got up this graphic and it was like, it was like the silhouette of a player. And then like, there was a green bit, which is like where you can touch it with your body. <laughs> and then a red bit of like your arm up to like where the shirt ends yeah. And Glenn Murray then justifies the fact it was a goal by the fact, oh, well, the whole ball wasn't over the line of the shirt, just like goal line oh, technology. Genus flipped at this and said, that's not the rule. Just right. Um, but like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, a, I mean, literally by saying, side, I think it's like, a, I think it's 50-50. I don't know.
0: It's one of, like, It obviously doesn't mean it.
1: Yeah, well, that's part of it as well. And like, the def- like, did you see what Vestergaard did in the defending of that?
0: <laughs> he, he
1: like, he like Vestergaard's like six foot eight, and he like yeah. flipped over and just got out of the way. And Brennan had <laughs> okay. brought him
0: on to keep the lead. Well, there you go. That's why he's not starting. <laughs> Apparently, you know, but yeah, it's one because he's eyes closed and everything, he's not really looking at it. I think if this were last season or particularly the year before last season, not a chance that counts. Still, that yeah, we like anytime it was anywhere near an arm, yeah, we were chopping away goals. I thought this was lucky it was 2022. Still hench though, Craig Dawson, big arms. Yeah. I, th- I think this must happen they just a load of centre backs where they hit a stage of their lives where any form of pace they had has gone, so they just like bulk up the biceps, like Gary Cahill's one. Oh, you know, they just get in the gym and just curl like 21s the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it, but yeah, on reflection, Chris, how's your week been as a West Ham fan? Like going forward, are you looking forward to it, or can you? Just want the season to end.
1: I, well, that's the thing. Like, we're, I mean, we're currently in, we're still having the best season we have, like, literally ever had in the Premier mm-hmm. League. So obviously, this is a massive stain on it. Um, but like, I don't know, clubs bigger than than one player, and I don't know, um, just gotta keep the mentality. Keep, I, I mean, I'm sure it was difficult for the other players to kind of keep mentality as well but like that's their job so mm-hmm.
0: all, all I'll say on the matter is he wasn't doing this in blue <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah all right <laughs> we' we're, we're good boys so we are especially yeah after. yeah yeah anyway. Uh, Number three, along with the rest of the squad, are now champions of the world, Chris. Got got a lot of of thoughts on this. Um, Chelsea Chelsea beat Palmeiras 2-1 on Saturday night in Abu Dhabi to become one-time champions of the world. Love it.
1: So I watched the eight-minute official FIFA film of the Club World Cup.
0: Oh my days! Where's this? It's just on YouTube. Um, Um, I'll be watching this straight off.
1: (laughs) Very well made video. I mean, absolute FIFA propaganda, as you can imagine. Even from like Dave and Tuchel, where where Dave says something along the lines of like, "Oh, you know, like what a what a prestigious competition, what a special trophy this is," you know, all this kind of stuff. Well, but, but, but so hang on a second. You and a previous host of this podcast, like, he, like, said, it's an inconvenience to be part of this tournament.
0: Right. I've I've a lot of thoughts on this because a lot of people have come from your perspective on it. No, no, no. This is not my perspective. Well, yeah, if, but that's, I, that's, that's I would love to be in it. Where, whereas this is like a nonsense and everything. And previously, I did think it was like an inconvenience. On it. <laughs> But after winning it <laughs> i and being able to call myself a club at champions of the world, oh, yeah. I adore this competition. I, I, so I, ever, like I yeah. I'm I'm now happy to discuss this competition with the United <laughs> and Liverpool fans who have come before me and have won it. You know, I I didn't understand the joy that this can bring because I'll be honestly knowing that you know we're we're champions of the world. It's it's special.
1: Edward Mendy's trophy hall is something else now.
0: Eddie Mendy in the last week has won more than Spurs in like twenty five years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I know something nice about you know oh, it's all the Champions League. We should say what it is actually. Like <laughs> it's the Champions League winners of every confident,
0: uh, uh, continent. Yeah, there's been been a lot of chirp. So there. Has, uh, well, we'll talk about the game first. And then I'll get into the chirp because I, I want to give credit to. Some players, so they said Chelsea one two one. 2 one Big Rom scored, Chris. So scored, in, scored in both games. Well, he also put up, apparently put up another cryptic social media post, don't know you saw any of that? No, I, I ignore oh, right, okay. <laughs> Rom does on social media. I, I did see whispers and I saw him trending. I refused to look at it. <laughs> Let's just get the season over with. Let's all settle down, right? Let's act like grown men, yeah. Like we are, yeah. You know, uh Palmeiras then come back with a penalty thanks to Thiago Silva just punching the ball, which I um, was great. Like, yeah, th- this is a player he this obviously meant a lot to being Brazilian, and he he nearly blew it. So this competition means yeah means the world down in Brazil, and I don't know why. Yeah, I don't either. But yeah, they, but they love it. Yeah. But I've got to say, see after watching Palmeiras and I watched the game a couple of years ago that Liverpool played in the final, I can't, it was a Mexican team maybe.
1: Like Monterey or America yeah. or something. Yeah. I'll be
0: honest, South American football is the worst brand of football in the world. I hate it. Anyone who's South American, how they have any love of football is beyond me. Well, yeah. the amount yeah. of diving, chirping of referees, <laughs> if, like it's the worst thing in the world. Even like the coaching staff, the coaches, the tracksuit mafia, if you look at it. <laughs> So they're all in this grey. Oh, it's an awful grey tracksuit. So the amount they were chirping the ref, it's like, fellas, wise up. We all know why we're here. We're here to watch Chelsea win. Of, uh, <laughs> and even even the penalty that they got. They were like straight at the ref, and the ref was terrified of him. The ref ran straight on the screen. I've never seen anything like it.
1: <laughs> we need more AFCON referees doing these sorts uh, yeah, of matches.
0: On, this guy didn't have the bottle for the game at all. No. This, I don't know where he was from, but he left his cards at home. Yeah. The amount of nonsense I saw on that pitch that he didn't book, especially at the last moment. So we'll talk about the goal in a second. But uh, the 120th minute, Kai Havertz, 3-1 on one on goal, gets hacked down. And the ref just goes, eh, "It's fine." It goes the VAR, and it was the most blatant tackle ever. You know? Like this yeah. guy had no intention of going for the ball whatsoever. And the ref yeah. was like, "Oh dear, I have to get a red card out here." I wasn't yeah. expecting this.
1: Yeah, so, I, I, yeah, and like fair play for forget that because I, I mean, I've heard before the Copa Tadores, like the South American Champions League, is you know is apparently like it's an absolutely brutal competition. You know, to, to I imagine win.
0: it is because I imagine there's only about <laughs> five minutes of actual football played in it I no one has any time whatsoever to try and do a goal
1: yeah and you have like if you have like Boca Juniors against Sao Paulo or something then you know it's absolute carnage so
0: oh, I honestly see the idea of watching like two of those teams play Oh, <laughs> but, but it's,
1: it's weird though because the, the Mexican teams play with like the MLS teams and stuff and the North American one but they obviously never win so it's like a Mexican team that wins
0: I, I feel so bad for the MLS teams having to put up with that yeah I really do but yeah was, we'll talk about the penalty the Chelsea penalty that I actually it. so as was probably the ball some guy's hand the referee I'm telling you took three minutes before he bothered to go to the screen complete contrast from what he did for Palmeiras so he was straight over for those boys yeah and then uh, Palmeiras do what Palmeiras do you start getting around the referee start getting around the penalty spot <laughs> You know, giving a, a quick stamp and this is what I think Manchester United fans need to look at what happened here most Manchester was, United fans? yeah because what we saw here was real leadership <laughs> we've spoken before about Man United and their fake leadership you know especially around penalties you know you have the two Portuguese lads fighting with each other over who misses it <laughs> and then you've you know Philly Jones going oh it's alright and Rashford oh, go and keep good. your head up yeah. what we saw here was Azpilicueta go and lift the football Take all the chirp from Palmeiras, you know, all, all the mind games. Yeah. There was five guys around them. There were two stood beside the goalkeeper. So they, they knew that if they were beside the goalkeeper, they could walk by him individually and chirp him again. Yeah. Referee got them outside of the box and then goes, okay, set the ball down. At that moment, as Piliquita hands up the Kai Havertz. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and Dave is, is a great leader. Yeah, um, takes all the pressure up. Like he's now, he's now a Mount Rushmore Chelsea player. <laughs> he's the I, only one that's won at all.
1: I, well, I did love how Marcus Alonso did some interview where he was like, "I want to be like Dave and be at Chelsea for ten years or something." Um, oh my days, but <laughs> but it was uh, I? I, I want to hear about the um, the trophy presentation though. Billy uh, was was Infantino about.
0: Of course he was. <laughs> Honestly, um, the amount of schmoozing that guy does—I don't know how many languages he speaks. But every time he speaks, isn't well, he, he? But like last week, he's speaking the whoever was at the Afcon this week. He's speaking some shake.
1: So, so what, what was it like? What was the kind of setup of the of the trophy presentation? Was it like v- very similar to the Afcon?
0: Right. And they better not introduce us for like Champions League and stuff where. You know, the refs go up first in there, but... Oh, sorry, not even the refs went up first. Third place went up. What? What yeah. you mean? What? Whoever came third, was it Al-Halil?
1: The, the gallows team?
0: Yeah, they came up, got right. their third place medals. Why were got they, a photo. Why were they still there? Because they had to be there for this stupid, trophy <laughs> presentation. <laughs> Let's not start this. Uh, then the refs got theirs, then second place came up. Second place then got their photo. Hmm. Infantino, I actually sorry again. I'm all over the place with this. Whenever the rest were getting their photo, Infantino ran over so he could get in the middle of it. Hmm. Her, I hate that man. <laughs> and then finally Chelsea get theirs, and Infantino, for whatever reason, he typically just hands the trophy to the captain. He then walks over into the middle and then lifts it. Infantino decided that he would lift the trophy alongside us, No, he did. No, he didn't. To get in no he didn't i probably quite out had to wait five seconds before infantino would scurry away <laughs> oh my god oh, stinking i don't like infantino for the way he got on here but there was one moment where ben chilwell went up because obviously he was going to get his foot all taken and infantino went to give him a medal and chilwell goes no no no, i've not played it and infantino goes no hang on you've been a part of you know the whole thing you know you've been a part of the Champions right. league so you have to take it had a bit of respect for him there, but the way he got on after with the refs and getting himself in the middle of the trophy. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the only other point I had on the game was a few people were chirping. Hey, what, what do you mean? A few people who, who, who? A few people. A few people in the media were chirping. Oh right. Uh, so okay. First of all, was Craig Burley, who works at ESPN. The
1: heck's that? Oh, oh what he, the Scotland manager?
0: No, apparently this guy used to play for Chelsea in like the 90s and it's just held a grudge because he didn't get playing in an an FA Cup semi-final or something but anyway he tweeted Mm -hmm. saying uh, whilst Chelsea were winning that plastic cup and it was lapped up (laughs) like a World Cup win, which it was Man City were racking up a 16 point gap on them in a competition that really matters let that sink in, let me tell you now Craig, I guarantee if you ask Man City what they would rather have been doing on Saturday night winning a World Cup or stat padding against Norwich we all know which they'd go for.
1: Yeah, that's such a like that's such a like clickbaity punditry thing to say. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, especially when you know considering the fact that Man City could have made it into this competition. Yeah, they could yeah, have. They were they, yeah. ninety minutes away from it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that Chelsea team that won this plastic cup beat them in that. And yeah, they did, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. The yeah. biggest legend in the history of Man City, Sergio Aguero was left crying on a football <laughs> pitch. You know, let yeah. that sink in Craig Burley, you fraud.
1: Yeah, so I was getting mixed up with George Burley who managed uh, to Scotland. Yeah.
0: But then also, and pains me to say this, the other person that wound me up was Jeff Stelling. Oh interesting, okay. He really? he was straight in with some very similar where he All was right. like, Oh, and uh, congratulations to Chelsea winning the World Cup and en route to that they beat uh, Palmeiras and Al Halil, and that's it. Great banter, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> you support Hartley Pope. You, would, you would die to be in a World Cup final.
1: I would say as well that Al Halil and Palmeiras aren't mugs.
0: I mean they did win the Champions and, Leagues of their continents. Exactly. You know, they've had to go through that. Chelsea have also had to win a Champions League themselves, you know, which <laughs> isn't easy. You know, yeah. there's also frauds online.
1: Of there's course, one,
0: there's one guy. now, he. This was a reply to the Craig Burley tweet. This is a nobody, but I'll read his at James Scullion eleven. Uh, he tweeted in response saying, "Chelsea have shown what an overrated competition the Champions League is." Now let that sink in a second. What a dumb statement! An overrated comp. There's certain pe- people out there need to be, like people who haven't won a Champions League getting on like this you know it's unexci- I don't know what team this guy supports but he doesn't know the emotion it's behind oh, that's... the champions you know just a bypass going oh yeah my team's not won that it's overrated <laughs> that's that, that so funny you yeah. know he's saying here their squad is average but because they beat Porto and Real Madrid's B team people thought they were all at it that's... And, <laughs> I'm sorry what nonsense you know Man City have put billions in the football club as a PSG. They were both in it as well. Yeah. They didn't win. Real Madrid have won it god knows how many times. They even took our best player and couldn't beat us. Listen, you you, you, you did well. You did well. Yeah, I can't champions can't knock it. Champions of the world. I'm actually a,
1: But I was gutted that you can now say champions of the world
0: until for, next year. For a full year. That's
1: that's disconcerting to me.
0: Like putting not being able to put up that Lampard clip on Saturday night was oh my favorite my thing days. ever. Just being able to be like I keep telling is Chelsea the best club in the world, and tonight we are. <laughs> Maybe yeah. so happy! I'm actually looking in. It went up on the club's website today about getting that World Cup badge in the middle of the shirt. Oh come on! No, I got to step too far. No, I'm, I'm almost then close to buying. <laughs> so I am. Um, you know, we've been in the competition before. We lost it in 2012 oh really you know how, how often can you say you're champions of the world so oh I and again yeah. that's very American like the Rams last night they were claiming they were champions of the world which
1: well that's a bit different isn't it yeah. is so
0: so funny to me yeah and yeah we'll move on to former champions of the world uh, I hope Man United fans remember the feeling because it was over well over a decade ago now oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes but, um, Manchester United played Southampton sorry lunchtime wasn't the best of games for Man United yet again, Chris? I'm, uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're awful. I, I, I'm I, fascinated
1: by the, I'm sure you picked up on Ralph Hassenhudel's comments um, after the game, because of this thing that he has with Ralph Ragnick, where they were both the kind of, they were the Red Bull Leipzig team for a while.
0: Yeah, they've both sort of been that hipster German manager that, you know, is allowed to finish third or fourth. And thinks are revolutionary
1: as a result. Well, he kind of, he kind of, well, Ralph sort of let his guard down a little bit because <laughs> he basically said, like, I think it was like Genus or someone who matched today was like gurning about And I was like, oh, you know, like, stop, you know, gurning about everything. Um, <laughs> he, he um, Ralph was literally like, oh, well, you know, it's not really a secret that United are pretty bad at pressing, etc. <laughs> 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 like he literally said that in the interview and uh and so we exploited that yeah Uh, like uh, like and your man ralph was like sorry ralph ragnick they're both called ralph yeah it was not all the ralphs the um he was like oh you know like i would be more concerned if we weren't actually creating chances i'm like you're manchester united (laughs) like what like you're drawing one
0: one every game yeah well this has become a like a running joke now that you're actually better going behind against United. <laughs> you know, every every they seem to go ahead in every game it's like, oh well that's okay, they're not gonna win that. Right. So and so they went one nil ahead thanks to Jaden Sancho because Chris took him out of a fantasy team. So of course Sancho's now scoring. Um well, yeah, but
1: uh, still still not really reliable, is he? What do you know what I'm do you know what I'm really struck by it, man United? in literally like the past. Probably the whole past decade, with the exception of like Zlatan maybe. Why does every single player who was playing at a higher level before Man United somehow just like
0: Yeah, they all just begin to regress.
1: Raphael Varane is an absolute elite World Cup champ multiple Champions League winning 28-year-old peak of his career centre back. Club and he's top as well. And he's bang average for Manchester United. Like, what is going on there? What do you think? Uh, what do you think Ronaldo's thinking of his move back to United this season?
0: I think he, he got his Instagram likes out of it, <laughs> which I think was one of the more important things for him. And I think from what I've seen, his son is now in the academy. I saw that. Yeah. So I think he's probably going to be there next season. You know, once the once the kids are kind of dug in, it's tough to start mm. going. Yeah. Again, I, I, I also don't know where it would take them. Yeah, it's just, the only yeah. the only sort of club you can think of would be PSG, just purely for World Cup marketing. <laughs> and obviously, I think they're possibly due to lose Mbappe, so probably need a name, but...
1: Yeah, I think they are. I think Mbappe is leaving, yeah. I,
0: I really don't know. I think, you know... He has his entire brand built up, you know, these weirdos online whose entire personality is just loving Ronaldo have built up this thing about, you know, that this guy's a serial trophy winner and he's coming in the United team that's not won anything in a few years with a lot of deadwood in it. Um, I think he thought yeah. he was going to be the man, you know, to kind of get them rolling, you know, get the best at. I thought Pogba, to be fair to him, being one of their better players. But I think he thought he was going to be the man, you know, to be the the final piece of the jigsaw. And he just hasn't been.
1: But it's the same reason why every player has gone to Man United for the past decade, like Angel Di Maria and Zlatan and Paul Pogba. They're all, they're going to be the guy who comes back and sorts them out, but they never do.
0: And that's like every signing United seem to make. It's like, oh yeah, this this fixes this issue. You know, like Wan-Bissaka, it's like, oh, we need a right back. Oh, Wan-Bissaka fixes that. He hasn't. They needed centre back, they brought Maguire. Oh yeah, eighty million on him, City were after him, he's gonna fix that. He didn't. They then have an issue of trying to fix Maguire, so they bring in Varane He's not fixed that. <laughs> it, they they're papering over cracks and papering over cracks and it's just not working. And did, it's gonna be yeah. funnier next season because they're gonna bring in a manager, but Ralph's still gonna be hanging about consulting. <laughs> Yeah, whatever that means. Um,
1: I did you also hear during the week that Ralph Hasenhüttl said he, that he might retire at the end of his Southampton contract?
0: Oh, you're joking! That was the most Ralph Hassenhudel thing <laughs> ever.
1: He said he was like, oh, like I don't think I just it was before, I think it was before they played Watford. He was like, oh, I, I I just don't see how I could get any. Better than this, you know, <laughs> and uh, and also, like,
0: I got I, a joke. I
1: he he literally, like, he literally said, I don't <laughs> want to be like Roy Hodgson still on the bench at 74. Oh, I've
0: got disrespect, which okay. is a bit of
1: a bit brutal towards yeah. Roy, but um, like, because I think he's like 54,
0: Ralph noodle R- Um, 50, you're joking, me he's looking great for 54. So,
1: so, and he's like going to be the longest serving manager for Southampton and a in the premier league or something or in the well, past let's
0: be, or let's be honest about house like if he does retire yeah you've got to respect it because no manager's more emotionally invested in their team than <laughs> the way that guy gets on after some like the amount of tears we've seen out of him
1: no i i do i do like him i do like him a lot yeah
0: guy lives and dies for three points you've got to but,
1: respect it but we need the gloves back
0: we do need the gloves back I thought on Saturday I had a proper look in his hair so it was great (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, but yeah just before we finish up on United uh, midweek they also had their own kind of well not compare it to West Ham but more leaks are coming out of the squad and you know it seems to be a weekly thing now where you see stories out of Man United
1: was this this, by the way like verified this stuff about like like about the assistant coach Well Neville seem to
0: kind of confirm it in, right. on his podcast oh right okay. right okay so it came out uh, United's players are growing frustrated with Ralph's squad selection uh, and some are believing his uh, his training sessions are old fashioned which I, I, I don't get like what do you want to do get the drone out or something <laughs> What, what does old-fashioned mean? Yeah, It probably just means they're kicking a ball about There's a cone like, or something? Yeah, I was going to say, get the cones <laughs> <out>. <laughs> oh, But uh, players are also jokingly likening their assistant manager, Chris Armas, to Ted Lasso, Chris. Honestly, like... <laughs> so, yeah, I just find that hilarious. And Neville went in on it in his podcast. Well, wait, so what was he, he saying? He was giving it the full, like, when I was at the club, leaks would never come out. Come on, You know, we had so much stability in our group. Right. And you're like, well, Gary, that was a different time. You know, you go from greatest manager of all time to a guy a guy who was sporting director out in Russia. <laughs> but then he, like, started comparing. It was like, you know, this used to happen at Chelsea. Like, I remember doing a Sky game. And beforehand, Vilas Boas was manager. And I was hearing leaks. And we all knew they were coming from uh, Lampard, Terry and Essien. And I was kind of listening, going, yeah, if, that, that's fine, Gary. You know, you can <laughs> put in digs and all, but let's not act as though these Man United players have any form of legacy comparable well, to Frank well, Lampard or Jota, unless it's Ronaldo. He's the only one, you know, that you can get away with. And also, those Chelsea players who grasped off on villas Boas went on and won a Champions League that year.
1: Uh, yeah, Velas Boas is an interesting part of Chelsea's history. Yeah.
0: Velas yeah. Boas oh, like, definitely deserved it as well <laughs> as this. Ralph and his crew. Yeah, um, I Ralph.
1: Yeah, and I, I think they appointed another guy to like, you know, higher up in the club, like yesterday or something. That he's going to work with Darren Fletcher. Or something. I was,
0: was um, going to say, is he higher or lower than Darren Fletcher?
1: Well, because nobody seems to know what Darren Fletcher actually does, <laughs> and he see, and he sits on the bench and like.
0: There's just an absolute (laughs) army of people at Man United, and it just doesn't change. Like Darren Fletcher definitely just walks about all day. It's (laughs) it's the classic thing I learned from. Like I remember doing like a a bit of work experience in like a garage, and I always remember some guy telling me day one he's like always walk around with something in your hand (laughs) so you look busy. Darren Fletcher definitely walks around that like training facility with like an envelope in his hand and a cup of tea in the other, and just sits down having chats all day.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and, and also, like, he can, he can help himself a little bit, like, Ralph, with this cap he has with, like, blue Adidas logo. <laughs> like, it doesn't go with the red and navy or whatever, red and black, like, or orange. Like, it's so
0: obvious. Get a different cap. Well, he needs to start trying out new caps just from a superstition kind of perspective. Yeah. Because clearly these current caps aren't working. No. Uh, and we'll go on, whilst we're still sort of on united to a player that's now out of United for the next six months and seemingly loving life, Donny van de Beek, Chris. Um, Donny van de Beek, yeah, Everton. It, he completed 90 minutes in the Premier League for just the fourth time since moving to England. No, it Saturday. was
1: good, good for him. Great win for, for Lampard and Everton. Um, quite a strange match Um, and which featured Marcelo Bielsa bringing in the most Bielsa move ever, bringing off Rafinha at halftime for tactical reasons.
0: <laughs> I don't understand that, man. At all. Like, why would you bring off your best player? Like um, no doubt
1: the best player. It was it was interesting, but I uh, I like I I think people like Andy Gordon and stuff are, are doing really well. And like, yeah, Der Beek did get to the Champions League semi-final, he's obviously a good player, etc. But I I feel like this was just kind of like a, a like because it was Leeds. I don't know if they'll be able to replicate this in other matches. I don't know. Yeah,
0: this was the most Lampard game of all time. Like everyone were on it. From all just feel, feel good. Yeah, yeah. It was just just vibes. Yeah, like so, uh, yeah. no tactics whatsoever. Just good vibes. Four four two ball. Yeah. But like minute one, they were on, I think the second that Gordon had Gordon was through one on one with the keeper. And they were properly peppering Leeds. But even at that, anytime Leeds got on the ball, there was like sort of like three Everton players back. And I, I was just watching it going, Yeah, I've been there. I've seen this. Yeah. And like they asked Michael Keane,
1: oh, what has he changed? You know, was Lampard changed? And he was like, Oh, you know, it's it's more intense than it was before. And I was I'm like, sure. It's more intense. like, sorry. Does someone want to hire me? I could probably do that for you
0: if, I suppose if, if actually, that's what
1: you need to change.
0: To be fair to Michael Keane, they're coming off Carlo Ancelotti, who's an old man and probably didn't care at Everton. <laughs> like, he was just there to pick up a wage, wait, waiting on a proper club to give him a job, which he jumped at. And yeah. then the fat Spanish waiter, so he's probably right. Uh, yeah, it's it's just strange, yeah. But yeah, Everton go on the win 4-0 in this game. 3-0. Won't have three. fake news. yeah. It's 3-0. Where where am I getting a fourth goal? Well, that's where I'm getting a fourth goal from. That's why I haven't written down. That Elan Melier saved us all, Chris, from a Solomon Rondon worldie. That what would have been. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a class goal. I think play, it was play, plays, a, plays a cracking ball just in behind the Leeds defenders and Solomon Rondon, full stretch, absolutely nails a strike. A saves, unfortunately. Also, oh, did you did you know that Anwar El Ghazi played for Everton? Yeah, whenever I seen him come on, I was like, "That's a proper like Premier League journeyman."
1: Yeah, I mean, like nobody, nobody picked up on that during the transfer window. Yeah,
0: to go from Villa to Everton, like, what are you doing with yourself? Just yeah. hang about Villa.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So both of these clubs are in similar cycles. Just hang about. Well. Yeah, but, the, but in like the overall Premier League picture of your head, it's like oh, Everton and Villa are similar level clubs. They're said they're similar, yeah, in that you sense. Know, yeah. Obviously, one's doing a lot better than the other this year. Yeah, but yeah, after a 3-0 win, Christy reckon Everton are staying up or no? You still think a chance they're going. I mean, like like Leeds and Brentford could
1: easily be pulled into it, but I I like if they continue to lose or draw matches, but. I think Newcastle and Burnley will stay up, and therefore it has to be Norwich, Watford, and one of Everton or that's it. Yeah,
0: I, I like... agree on the Newcastle one. I think Newcastle are going to stay up because watching them yesterday, they were fantastic. Yeah, at at times, Kieran Trippier is now out for a bit, which is a an issue. Yes, but Dan Burn seemed to settle oh. things down quite a bit. Bruno hadn't really got playing. You know, they've still come most of the comeback. I think they'll be fine. I think Burnley are goners.
1: I oh no I don't I this this guy this guy Veg Horst Billy up front. <laughs> oh my he's beautiful. He what a beautiful footballer. So he's like six six. He's he's like a mix of Andy Carroll and Peter Crouch. Where he's got he's got Peter Crouch's like ball control, touch, play but Andy Carroll's strength—it's and just
0: everything Deitch wants on a player. But like,
1: but he like and he was in West Ham a few times. But like, I mean, his finishing was awful. But he's <laughs> like in that game in particular. But like, oh, he's just—he's class. Like, he's the perfect target man.
0: No, he really is. Especially whenever you look at him up against a proper Premier League centre, they're actually like. Even though in the back of your head, like he's a Burnley striker, he shouldn't score, there's still somewhere like he looks just awkward enough up there. No, he passes the eye test for sure. And he's yeah. not slow either. With, yeah, again, very surprising. Now he's slow off the mark, but once he gets going, <laughs> yeah, pretty reasonable. But no, I, I just think Burnley won win at this stage. the season, I think they're dust.
1: It's <sighs> certainly the most tenuous it's been for them in a while but uh, yeah I, I, I think I think the mentality of that club and team and Daish is very different to like Watford and Norwich and others
0: yeah Watford and Norwich have just accepted they're down How um, they like? like Dean Smith is doing really well
1: but like I, I, they're just not good enough Like yeah
0: he's been appointed in that one you know just kind of get through this six months and then have a proper stab at in the championship yeah what again. <laughs> yeah, what for appointing. I genuinely do think Roy's making it past the end of the march. Ach,
1: well well, I can't do that. Well well, why would that help anything?
0: It it won't, but it's just that club.
1: They were they were playing Tom Cleverly and Kucha, who are both like <laughs> defensive midfield well Cleverley's not defensive like on the wing. And I was like, Roy, could you
0: literally be any more defensive? It was just proper hoofball stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Just give it to them two up top. Just, where's Emmanuel? Run.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Fair play, actually, with Ben Foster. I thought Foster had a good game. <sighs> yeah, get him back to the championship and he didn't do his, uh, yeah, I can't. What I his vlogs again. I can't, I can't, yeah. I actually did get... Uh, i watched a clip of an interview, or, like a recording of his, where he was saying about his favourite place to go play is Everton in Goodison Park. Because he said, to try and beat Everton, all you have to do is get the fans on their back. He said, apparently, at Goodison Park, it's the worst set of home fans in the league for just hating their own players. I can see, I can see that, yeah. Which I really enjoy. I was like, that's a great bit of insight, especially whenever he's still in the league.
1: It is. It's also interesting to hear perspectives on how you win football matches from the Watford goalkeeper. But anyway, <laughs> we'll leave that aside.
0: Not even just the Watford goalkeeper, Chris, the cycling GK.
1: Yeah, they 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 are possibly not even first choice whatever goalkeeper. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well they don't even really have it. it's just kind of whoever turns up first to the team meeting is. Yeah,
1: it? I, I don't really know why they keep changing the goalkeeper
0: to be honest. Yeah. Uh, they definitely do just flip a coin whenever they walk in. <laughs> right. Who who wants it today? Who can yeah. be really bothered to stand in there and get peppered? <laughs> but yeah, we'll go on to another team that needs help winning Tottenham Hotspur, Chris. Awful. Terrible. After a few weeks ago, remember that like two days when Steven Bergman was the best player on earth. <laughs> they've they've returned to form. They're
1: terrible. I, although I thought I did think it was strange that he dropped Hoiberg because I was like he's literally the only player in that club who has any fight about him.
0: Um, really, it's just kind of throwing together lineups and hoping one sticks at this point for Conte. Uh, but like the Hugo race was awful and.
1: And then Ryan on got taken off after like a half an hour, which is a bit brutal. But I think it's more like Wolves haven't conceded more than two goals in any game this season. Mm-hmm. Like that back three. I'll, I'll try not to talk about Max Killman again, but like, <laughs> you know, they are, they are looking good. Yes. They've
0: overtaken Spurs in the, in the table. I really enjoyed the idea of Harry Winks being like, oh yeah, it's great, I'm playing again. And then just watching the results while yeah. he's playing again, just go away. And, and then match put up the most meaningless stat I have ever seen. Where they
1: said, oh, like, this is literally what it was. We're like, oh, well, when Eric Dyer, Oliver Skip and Pierre-Emile Hoiberg start, they've never lost.
0: Probably played like twice, have they?
1: And I, and I was like, I think it was three times. And I was like, well, first of all, correlation-causation. Uh, second of all, like, yeah, that's the three most defensive players you can get.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably all players. Probably like a conference league game or something as well. I'd probably <laughs> like a proper game of football. Yeah, when they were still in that. But I also enjoy the Spurs team. that They've just got these two lads in from Juventus, Betta and Kuvalevsky, mm. And you can just tell those boys are hitting life. You know, they've come from a club where it's kind of drilled into you that you must win a league every season or it's a failure and now they're at Spurs. Yeah. I, I I
1: can't really tell yet how good they are, especially the guy, Ben Tancur. I don't really know how good he is yet. Yeah.
0: I mean, those players can be fantastic, but they're at Spurs, so they'll probably, have, they'll probably have like three good games and they'll have like one Super Sunday game and then the next day I'll be like, how fantastic are these two? And then they'll achieve nothing. Like, yeah. Mark my words on that. That's the Spurs way. Stephen Bergman's a perfect example of that. He's, he's had yeah. two games in his Spurs career and everyone thinks he's class so he's gone awful <laughs>
1: it was interesting as well that, uh, that Condé was basically calling out like the whole culture of the club and
0: gotta respect them.
1: well uh, well, like but we, we knew this like yeah, y- yeah. years ago Like, and he knew it as well <laughs> uh, that's, what I was, that's more what I was surprised by Like,
0: he, he's definitely just in there for that you know second payment like he's just looking at 25 million somewhere <laughs> like, here and then find the proper club but he, uh, I don't, yeah, I mean, like,
1: because they obviously have the potential to be massive, but like, there's just something
0: toxic about that club. It's just so fun. They're six months away from it too. Sorry, I'm not even joking. That they will turn around in the summer and be like, "Oh yeah, we've had these like serious amount of like defensive managers, and we've had Mourinho, we've had Conte, we've had Luno. Let's try this guy," and I'll just the exact same thing will happen.
1: It's like putting Mourinho in the same league as Nuno Espirito-Santo, for example. Like,
0: you know. (laughs) But genuinely, this game, from what I saw, I didn't watch it all. But Spurs were as bad under Conte here as they were under Mourinho. So it's not a manager thing.
1: It's just these players stink. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So especially uh, whenever you need a performance and your World Cup winning goalkeeper (laughs) flaps
1: of things. It It was one of the... Worst piece of goalkeeping I think I've ever seen in
0: the Premier League. For, for that first goal where he could have easily just caught the ball and decides to just flap it towards the penalty spot. See what happens Come when there's on. a bit of rain, these, these yeah. players? Have a bit of awareness. Yeah. Like, how many years has Laurie has been in the Premier League now? Is he still doing this? <laughs> yeah, you a know? very long time. Yeah, been in it forever. Yeah. But yeah, genuinely awful. Uh, looking at Wolves, I do. It all depends on how the Hammers and Arsenal do because I agree with you that the Hammers and Arsenal are probably two favourites for top four but you never know with Wolves the, the, it, it's
1: the way that they can uh, they don't score very much but it's the way that they like that having that defensive solidity means that they can always win I think people still don't know who Bruno Lage is um, Hang on a
0: I've just I've looked at the amount of goals Wolves have scored this season it's pretty low so they've played 23 games Chris and they have scored twenty one goals. Mm. I genuinely thought that was wrong. No, there's that's, no way. That
1: sounds right to me. To yeah. be fair,
0: they've conceded seventeen, but they have scored twenty one goals in twenty three games. <laughs> it's a joke.
1: It's uh, it's pretty low. Yeah. So, yeah, like they're doing really well for what they are. Um. Also fascinated by the debut Barcelona debut of Adama Traore this week, Billy. Really. Um. <sighs> Don't start. Man. Where where they were? All, they gave them, like a standing ovation or something. Mm. I still, yeah, they, is it, yeah sorry is that they because they saw a player is that because they saw a player who could actually play football for once at the new camp or like what,
0: you know? It just shows how far they've fallen.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you came off for a bamiang, which was interesting.
0: <laughs> but yeah, as I said earlier, and we're talking about top floor, Arsenal probably had the best weekend of anyone just by not playing. Yeah. Arsenal now just like are sitting there pretty, have had a week off so they're just going, yeah. All you mess up, up will happily take three points whenever we're next playing. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we'll move on to a very quick in the mud, Chris. Uh, it is Valentine's Day today. Uh Oh, yeah. For,
1: or, or sorry, is it Palin Galentine's Day, as I keep seeing on social media?
0: Oh, single people feeling sorry for themselves. <laughs> I'm sorry, like Galentine's Day thing. You should only be able to use that if you've watched all seven seasons of Parks and Rec. The amount of people I've seen using it, and I know for a fact they've not put in the time.
1: I would say the the, the payoff for all seven seasons of Parks and Rec wasn't actually worth it, but I, but that's maybe a slightly controversial opinion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's worth it just watching Chris Pratt go from a guy who is at the bottom of a pit with both his legs <laughs> broken to... Becoming a guardian of the galaxy. The
1: characters about that was, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just
0: watching this Fat Man get better and better shape. Yeah. (laughs) Like a billion dollar movie star. But anyway, (laughs) Valentine's Day today, um, we're going to put Moonpig in the mud, Chris. Oh, goodness. Right, we're late on. Moonpig put up a card this week with an image of Cristiano Ronaldo and had a quote written on it saying, Nothing will stop me scoring this Valentine's Day. Um, I'll say no more, but we'll say it's nothing to do with his current gold drive of six.
1: That's um yeah, that's that's a bit uh distasteful from the old moon pig lads. Um
0: yeah, it was very quickly taken down about <laughs> Ah well indeed. But yeah, there is still screenshots of it out there, but yeah, <laughs> they did go, Oh dear. <laughs> that's to, not what we
1: <laughs> I have to say as well, Billy, you know those kind of like adverts that they put in the middle of podcasts? Like you, you know that whatever you call it, that company what's it called that does the razors for men um an old landscape yeah you see all that for like and you know talking about cologne on valentine's day for parts of your and i'm like lads take a day off honestly like i know i'm the demographic you're apparently trying to reach but like
0: come on now don't need to be hearing that at four on a saturday you know like no, well just in case they ever want to get involved in this podcast the lawnmower 3.0 is a cracking product
1: i I think i think they may be under the 4.0 but i could be wrong (laughs) um from my recent podcast that they have been interrupting yeah
0: use use code floodlights for 20% off. like how that company (laughs) ever makes money because all they seem to do is give 30% off to podcast (laughs) listeners that's
1: every podcast i listen to it's like they somehow find out that i am like a 25 year old male or whatever i'm like oh for flip's sake they've got me again (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're just the perfect guy for it well well apparently yeah it's like listening to any sort of American podcast this week they're all sponsored by 1-800-Flowers because they all just know it's men of like our age yeah aren't going to sort out flowers for Valentine's Day so Yeah, like, let's just attack these guys oh <laughs> yeah but as you say yeah Manscaped they're just everywhere <laughs> Do my head on yeah I, well I'm just now thinking what are we we're fair fe- oh, arts way too early I'd be thinking about your Christmas presents get you a bit of cologne <laughs> oh, no it's the last thing I need nice, honestly <laughs> and on that note <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish up for the week we're properly bagging the football so we'll see everyone just straight away next week yep. cheers for listening